weeks I'm going to be talking about encouragement. I believe that uh, we all need encouraged at different times and, and uh, you know, facing, facing different things in life, we need encouraged. Um, I, think, I think one of the things about Mother's Day, I hope that <clears throat> Mother's Day is an encouragement to mothers. You know, that Mother's Day is, is encouraging. And we need to think about how to encourage our mothers. I think that hopefully that's why we have Mother's Day, you know, to think about how do we encourage our mothers? Because, you know, being a mom's not easy. Being a mom's not easy. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's not just hard, but it's sometimes heartbreaking. And uh, so mothers need encouraged. And when they think about encouragement, we're going we're gonna to talk today about God is our encourager. That, you know, encouragement, I believe, starts with him. I believe it starts with him. He's, he's where we get encouraged from. Because, you know, we encourage one another. But, you know, folks, to be honest with you, sometimes there's nobody around. You know, there's not always somebody there with you. There's not always somebody to turn to. You know, sometimes we just need to really remember that God is our encourager. In 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, begin to third verse. It says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort or encouragement, who comforts us in all of our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So it says that God is our, our Father, and he's the God of all mercy and the God of all comfort, the God of all encouragement. Encouragement starts with God. It's who he is. It's his desire to encourage us. You know, I don't know. We all have different pictures of God and, and how we see him. But, you know, we, I believe it's very important to see him as an encourager, that he wants to encourage. He's not always against us. Sometimes I think we understand that we fail a lot. We make a lot of mistakes. and We start to think God's against us. But, you know, he's for us. He's for us. And we're going to look at how God encourages us. And we're going to look at his character. Because, you know, I think encouragement comes out of character. You know, it's who we are. You know, is it who we are? It's who God is. And we need to see that because the Bible says then we're to have the mind of Christ. So, you know, basically I'm starting with God as the, our encourager. And then we as Christians need to realize that if God is a God of, of encouragement, then we too, we too need to be an encouragement to others. The, the scripture here said, you know, he's the father of mercy. He has compassion on us when we struggle. It says, it said there that, uh, that he comforts us in all of our tribulation. You know, he knows what we go through. He knows what we go through. So he's there to encourage us. In Hebrews 13, 5, it says that God is always with us. He's with us. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. To, for he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. He's always there. He's there. He's there for us. You know, sometimes maybe we complain, well, nobody's there for me. You know, there's nobody there for me. Well, God said, I will never leave you or forsake you. He's always there. He's always there. We can always turn to him. And let me say this. It's not always a feeling. You know, sometimes you just, when you're going through tribulation trials and hard times, tell me how your feelings are. You know, your feelings are pretty low. And so at that moment, you might say, well, I don't feel like God's there. Well, it's not a feeling. 
it's a trust in him because he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He's there. He's there for us. He's there to encourage us. He doesn't walk away from us when things get tough. He doesn't walk away from us when we mess up. You know, I notice, I notice when people feel like they mess up, one of the things they do is they tend to walk away from God. But he never walks away from us. Even when we mess up, he's always with us. He's always with us. And it's important to know that God knows all things. You know, it's, it's not a big surprise to him that you're going through a hard time or you need encouraged. You know, that didn't catch God by surprise. May have caught you by surprise. You know, sometimes we're surprised, but God is not surprised because he knows everything. In 1 John 3, verse 20, he says, For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows all things. He knows all things. He knows all. He knows. You know, and sometimes even when you think you're hiding from him, he still knows. He always knows. He knows what you need. He knows when you need it. He knows the time frames. He knows what you're going through. It's not a, it's not a surprise to him. You know, he knows the answer. And, you know, it's always interesting to me. My opinion is most of the time his answers always come at the last minute. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have opinions about that. Sometimes I think they come at the last minute because that really makes me trust him. I think if his answers came quickly, right away all the time, I think I would start to think that I just kind of was an automatic thing. But I think sometimes that waiting time and that waiting for him and waiting for that answer is really him working. And guess who he's working on? He's working on me. You know, he knows. And he knows the time frame. He knows everything. So I need to realize that, well, if he knows, then I need to seek him. I need to seek him. Because he knows what I'm going through. And then we see that God is gracious. God is gracious. He's always giving grace. Giving grace. Even when we don't deserve it. Even when we don't, you know, sometimes we think God is gracious when I do good. You know, and then if I mess up and I'm not doing right, then, well, God's not gracious anymore. He's probably, you know, something else. No, he's still gracious. Now, he goes after me, and he wants to bring me back. And the Bible says he disciplines those he loves, but that's because he's gracious. Because he loves us. Because he loves us. In 1 John 1, 9, <clears throat> says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful. He's gracious. He's always ready to help us, restore us, to forgive us. And no matter what we go through, even when we're disobedient, you know, when we're disobedient, God, like I said, he disciplines, but he's still gracious. He's still gracious. And he wants to encouragement even in those times. And sometimes... When you think about encouragement, you know, it's like with your children. When your children disobey, what do you try to do? You encourage them to obey. Now, does that feel like encouragement to them at that time? Some, when, you, when you encourage your kids, because sometimes you've got to discipline them. You've got to, you know, kind of say, hey, look, we don't do that. And sometimes they don't like that, and they kind of rebel against that. But, you know, you still love them. You're trying to encourage them to do the right thing. And so sometimes encouragement is, you know, hey, I just want you to do the right thing. 
I want you to do the right thing. And sometimes that's what God is saying to us, you know. Hey, I just want you to do the right thing. I want to encourage you. You know, I think, I think a lot of this, you know, mothers, mothers have that, I think, for their children. You know, you want to see them do the right thing. You want to guide them. You want to, you want to direct them. You want to see them end up in a good place. You know, and you want to encourage them to get there. You want to encourage them. And I think as a parent, as a parent, we need to see that a lot of our responsibility is to encourage our children, encourage them in the right direction. Sometimes that's discipline. Sometimes that's words of encouragement. Sometimes that's guidance, you know, but it's, it's encouraging us, encouraging us to do the right thing. And then we know that God is patient. God is patient. It takes patience to encourage people sometimes. Think about it. Think about it. If you're encouraging somebody, what happens when they don't do what you want? What happens when they start to not do what's expected? It's tough to be patient. It's tough to be patient. You know, but I'm going to say that if you're not patient, you're probably not going to encourage them. What happens when you lose your patience? Do you think you're very encouraging when you lose your patience? I just lost my patience. Well, when you lose your patience, you start to exhibit other things. And they're usually not the best. And so it's important to see that if we're going to encourage, and the fact that God is patient because he's an encourager. He's patient with us. He's trying to give us time. He's trying to say, come on, you can do it. 1 Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness but is long-suffering, long-suffering, patient. I, I like that word, long-suffering. If you're patient, you're going to feel like you're long-suffering because that's what it is. You're patient, and in that patience, you're suffering a long time because you're waiting for something. You're waiting for something. You're patient, long-suffering. It says, but God is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Isn't it good that God doesn't get frustrated? Doesn't get frustrated. We get frustrated. You know, we get frustrated because we lose our patience. We lose our patience. And once that happens, it's hard to be encouraging. So thank goodness God is patient. God is patient. And he's patient. He's long-suffering. You know, he, he has to sit and help us through this life and watch us do the things we do. Sometimes failing, sometimes missing, missing the mark, sometimes not doing the things he wants us to do. But he's patient, patient. He just, he just keeps helping us, and he keeps reaching out to us. And he doesn't give up on us. He doesn't give up. He never gives up. You know, we tend to sometimes give up on people. You know, sometimes we just kind of, you know, I've had enough. Now, sometimes maybe if somebody's taking advantage of us or something, we need to not let them do that. But we shouldn't lose our patience. We shouldn't lose our patience. We should still be willing to encourage them. Because, you know, that's what keeps us going a lot of times. That's what really keeps us going. Is if like, you know, I, yeah, I think, I, I think I'm going to make it. I think I'm going to make it. I think I can do this. I can see, I have hope. I have hope. And you know, a lot of us, we, honestly, we just need encouragement. 
You know, I think in the Old Testament, or in the New Testament, if you look at Paul's letters, you know, in uh, our Bible study at Lincoln and Susie, we've been looking at the epistles. And if you really look at them in a big, broad look at the epistles, Paul was just encouraging the body of Christ. He sent his letters to encourage him. He'd say, hey, come on, you're doing good. I appreciate this. Then sometimes he'd say, hey, you know, you're kind of missing it here. Come on, you know, let's get back. But he was always encouraging them. He was always encouraging them. And I believe part of it was because, folks, they were going through hard times. They were being persecuted. And you think about Paul. Where was Paul when he was doing most of his encouragement? He was in prison. Whoa, wait a minute. He was in prison. And he was encouraging the body of Christ from prison. Now, I think if, you know, I would think if I was in prison, I would kind of be sitting there going, where's the body of Christ to encourage me? This is hard. I think this place stinks. I don't like being here. I don't know why I'm here. I shouldn't be here. I'm not guilty. This isn't fair. Somebody encouraged me. But Paul, he was encouraging others. Because I believe he had that, that part of God in him was an encourager that he encouraged. He encouraged the body of Christ. And I believe that was so important, so important when they were going through persecution. And I think sometimes we need to realize that, you know, we're going through stuff too. You know, we're going through stuff. We're not so far, so far, we're not going to jail for being a Christian. People do. People do. People People go to jail all around the world. People are persecuted, killed for their faith. You know, we happen to not be in that place right now. We're persecuted sometimes with words or put-downs or people not liking us. That's about the extent of most of our persecution at this point. But, you know, I think there's people out to destroy the church. I think there's people out to destroy Christianity. And they would like nothing better than to destroy Christians. You know, that hasn't happened around us. But it's, it's not an impossibility. I would think there are people in the United States that would like to do away with Christians. You know, just, just I would think there are people who would like to do away with Christians. You know, right now, I don't think they're in a position to have any kind of authority or power to do that to that extent. But, you know, it could come to that. It could come to that. And think about how much encouragement we would need. How much encouragement we would need. And then we, I believe that we see that God, he is, he's so wise. You know, his wisdom is just, you know, way, way beyond ours. You know, he just, he just understands things. In Romans eleven thirty three, 33. It says, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. God is wise beyond our ability to figure him out. Sometimes I think we sort of try to figure God out. It's not going to work. I can, I can read his word and see who he is, but it's not a matter of figuring him out. I see who he is, and then I trust him. And he's wise beyond anything I can imagine. He does it just right. And because I know he's wise, I can trust him and know that when he encourages me, he knows what's best. He knows what's best. He's wise. He has, a, he has that just perfect wisdom. 
We don't have that. I believe we can have godly wisdom, but it's not perfect. It's not perfect. But, you know, when I, when I look to him and when he says something, I can take his word and know that it's good and it's for my best. And that's an encouragement to me. That's an encouragement to me. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. God is always true. He's always true. I can always trust him. And so when I put my faith and trust in him, I can be encouraged that he's going to give me that wisdom. He's going to give me the best answers. He's going to do what's best for me. Now, I can't always figure it out. It may not always seem that way. And sometimes what I'm going through, I don't understand because I don't see the end. Sometimes after I see the end, then I can go, oh, now I understand what God was doing. I can see his wisdom a lot of times after the fact. I can see why he wanted this to happen or why he wanted that to happen or why it was going this direction. And I can trust him and be encouraged from him. And then we see that God is faithful. You know, it wouldn't be much encouragement if he wasn't faithful. You know, if he, he didn't, if he, if he wasn't always there, if he wasn't faithful to us, even when we're not. In 2 Timothy 2.13, it says, if we are faithless, if we are faithless, okay? If, if I mess up, if I don't, if I'm having trouble trusting him, if I'm faithless, it says that he remains faithful. He remains faithful. How could I be encouraged if he wasn't? Wouldn't it be awful? Wouldn't it be awful if I was going through a time of struggle and I was faithless and all of a sudden I looked to God who says, well, I'm not sure either. You know? <laughs> that would really encourage you, wouldn't it? Be like, oh, wow, things are really going to get better now. You know, and so, so sometimes, you know, people, people around us, they're not always faithful. You know, we, we, would hope, we would hope they would be. We would hope we would be. But we're people, we're humans. And sometimes we're faithless. But we need to remember that God is always faithful. He's always faithful. He never gives up on us. He never gives up on us. I believe we give up on ourselves more than he gives up on us. I believe that we kind of go, oh, I don't think, uh, I'm just not doing good. Uh, this isn't going to work. I don't know, this is a mess. And we become faithless, but God is always faithful. So what does it tell me? It tells me I need to look to him. Let him encourage me. Let him encourage me. Let him encourage me by who he is. And he's always faithful. He's always faithful. And like I say, when, when people around me aren't, because I don't care who it is. I don't, I don't care who it is. At some point in time, we're going to feel like, somebody's not faithful who maybe we trusted you know because we're humans but in the midst of that god is always faithful and then god is unchanging unchanging we can always depend on him you know if you're going to get encouragement from somebody you want them to be unchanging you want them to be this way one week encouraging, and then the next week, oh, well, I don't know. I don't think it's probably going to work. Unchanging. In Hebrews 13, 8, 
It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's never had a bad day. He's never had a bad day. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I can go to him any time and know that he's not going to change. His word is true. His word tells me who he is. He's always for us. He's not against us. He doesn't change. He's dependable. He's dependable. I can trust him. You know, and otherwise, how would I be encouraged? How would I be encouraged? You know, if God was like us, you know, like, well, I'm having a bad day. I'm, I'm always kind of, I'm always intrigued by people having, and I'm, I'm not making fun of bad days, but, you know, on Facebook, you get to see everybody's bad day. You know, people I tell you, well, I'm having a bad day. And, you know, it's like, oh, man. Do you feel encouraged when somebody posts that on Facebook? Does that encourage you? You go, Oh, man, you know, and, and I have compassion on them. You try to encourage them, but, you know, that doesn't do much for encouraging me, you know. But thank goodness God doesn't have on Facebook, hey, I'm having a bad day. I need, I, I want to go back to bed. I need a little more sleep, you know. I need another cup of coffee, you know. I don't know <laughs> all these things people think are going to help them have a good day. But, you know, God doesn't have bad days. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wow, what an assurance. I can be encouraged by that. I can be encouraged by that because I can trust him. I can trust him. I put my hope and trust in him. And that encourages me because he doesn't change. He's always the same. And then God's got a plan for you. You know, I say this to young people, and it's true for anybody at any age. You know, and sometimes as you get older, sometimes you think that God's plan just kind of went by the wayside. You know, you're just kind of waiting out your time till you die. That's kind of where I'm at now. You know, I'm, I'm kind of just that phase of life where you just, and some people start pretty young at it, but, you know, um, they just think, well, I guess I'm just at the place where I'm just going to sit back and see when the Lord takes me. Well, you know, God has a plan. God has a plan. He has a plan for young people. He has a plan for old people. You know, one of the things I, I think, you know, just throw this out there, but for older people, you know, it varies. But, you know, older people, they, they never want to go to nursing home. That seems like, oh, I don't want to go there. You know, and uh, some people go there. And here's my advice if you go there. If you go there, it's part of God's plan. It could be a mission field. Just think about it, that age, all the people that come to you. You sit there, and people, you know, they come to your room. They, you know, they come to you. You know, it's a plan, I think. I think it's a plan. Now, you know, I'm not promoting or not promoting, but I just say, look, if that's where you're at, it could be part of God's plan. Take opportunity to share with people who have no choice but to sit there and listen to you ramble while they work on you. That's how they see it, you know. Well, just them old, you know. Hey, I, you know, God's word goes forth and it's not in vain. It's not to be void. So just share with people because you've got a captive audience. Share with them. 
See it as opportunity. In Jeremiah 29.11, 29.11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. God wants us to have a future and a hope. And that's at any age. I didn't say, well, yeah, that's good for when you graduate from high school. Yeah, that's a great verse for graduates. You know, we're going to honor our graduates next week. And that's a great verse. But it's not just for graduates or it's not just for young people. He says that God has a future and a hope for us. And we need to understand that and, and see that that's an encouragement to us. God has a plan. Has a plan. I need to figure out what his plan is. I can tell you what my plan is. I have to find his. You can tell me what your plan is, but you got to tell me, you got to find God's plan. You got to seek him. And the Bible says his ways are not my way. So guess what? Every once in a while, his plan's not my plan. <laughs> As a matter of fact, my observation is more times than not, his plan is different than my plan. That's, what, that's just my observation, okay? That's just what I, I observe. But it says that I have a future and a hope, and I need to find his plan, and I can be encouraged in that. When I'm discouraged, I need to find God's plan. When I'm discouraged, when I need encouraged, I need to find his plan, because that's going to give me encouragement. That's going to give me hope. I can be encouraged by that. And so God, he wants to encourage us. Because that's who he is. That's who he is. You know, he wants to encourage us. He wants to encourage us to follow him. He wants to encourage us in his ways. You know, I don't think God encourages us just to do it my way. You know, it's not like, well, this is how we pray sometimes. Well, Lord, um, I'm going here, I'm going there, I'm going to do this and that. Please bless it. I don't think he's obligated to bless your plans. Now, I find that if I can find his plan, that I'm blessed. No. Now, I don't say that sometimes he might bless my plans. I'm not saying that. You know, but I will tell you this. It's a lot more blessing when you find his plan. When you find his direction. And that encourages us. So we seek him. We seek him. We seek him because he's the source of encouragement. So today, as we think about mothers, we're gonna we're gonna just uh, spend a minute here now. We're gonna we're gonna honor them. Um, we're gonna take a moment to to uh, enjoy a, a music DVD to honor mothers. We're gonna play that now, and then uh, we're gonna come back and uh, pray for them and hand out some gifts. So let's go ahead and uh, play the DVD now. <laughs> 